get started today so welcome again to another episode i'm i'm kind of the camera i don't know it's backwards but anyway um welcome to another episode of cwp sports talk podcast where we focus a lot on recruiting giving recruiting tips we're definitely going to be doing something um similar to that today but also covering a lot of other sports ground um there's a lot of things happening troy you want to say hello to the people good evening how y'all doing today all right. So, if, lot, hold on. If you're in South Carolina or maybe Georgia, also, I'm sure you woke up pleasantly surprised with the snow that's taking place here. It's, it's. I had no idea that it was going to happen. What yeah, about everybody you? makes a big deal about the snow. It's not. I like mean, <laughs> of course. I mean, we're not in the Midwest or anything like that. But you know, when we do get it, it's mm, pretty much exciting. I guess internally, I can. To each its own. So, um, yeah, happy snow day to some of you guys. It's Saturday. I guess the kids are out playing in it maybe, perhaps. But anyway, so a lot of things have definitely happened, guys, um, you know, since we came to you last. I hope you guys enjoyed that last podcast where we had a special guest on. Our special guest this month is going to be Mr. Jeremiah Bogan. He is a grad student athlete. Um, I want to say currently looking for a new home to play um, his position of cornerback, but he's going to talk a lot about that. That date is already set for February the 21st, I want to say, something like that, 7.30, 8 o'clock. We'll probably tune in with him, and he'll have a lot of nuggets for you guys. So if you've got an athlete that's recruiting, we're going to talk about the transfer portal. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff. You guys know that's what we do, and when we bring special guests on, we really focus on the recruiting aspect of things so make sure you tune in february 21st but um since i came to you last we've had um unfortunately the death of um nba legend um kobe bryant and you know with that not a laker fan just recently possibly became a kobe fan but at the same time guys it was devastating to us all as you guys can see the kobe bryant jerseys hanging up in the back we got some laker fans in the building my husband actually troy he did um when kobe retired he did a video and i want to share that video with you guys real quick um as kind of a tribute to kobe again obviously this was before his death this was the game you can tell him set him up, set it up. uh you know first... you got it ready yeah, I have it ready. But first of all, I just want to say that, you know, I was a big time Kobe fan. Uh, my son is a big time. You know, this is a house divided. One of my sons and my wife like the Celtics and me and my other son loves the Lakers. And Kobe played an integral part in, you know, as we, we, we live with Kobe. And we adored everything that he done as far as his mentality and everything like that. You, you know, those glasses off. You see the mirror. Like it's yeah, but my eyes are very, very um, irritated. But, but that's okay. I can mm -hmm. deal with it. But, yeah, like I was saying before, um, Kobe was really, uh, he played an integral part in, in, you know, one of my main um, things that we do here is sports. And, and I took a lot of stuff from Kobe. And I had stuff that was similar to Kobe, that killer instinct, that everything that he stood for is, as a competitor. And he was one of, one of my faves. For, of all time and you know on the day of his retirement I made a video you know and you may not be able to see the video but you can hear the audio so I'm gonna let you hear that now hey what's going on I just want to let you know uh, the question is gonna arise um, years from now where were you at when Kobe Bryant one of the greatest players to ever play the game 
um, retired. Um, one thing I will say is that Kobe, you know, Kobe is not just a regular great Hall of Famer. You know, he's one of the guys that they don't make no more. I don't know whether it's from the food that's being served, the genetically uh, modified food or, or the mental. I, I just don't know, but I just I know this, that Kobe has something that is hard to obtain nowadays, the new generation coming up. It's called the killer instinct. It's called the, you know, hard work pays off. It's called hard work dedication. It's called no pain, no gain. It's called no guts, no glory. It's called so many different things that, you know, I don't think that the new generation can comprehend. It's not about being great, then going and being with great players. This man had a work ethic. He had a determination. He had a goal. He had a vision. He had all of the intangibles that 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 builds. You start from a, a piece of clay. He started from a piece of clay, and he he obtained all these different attributes to make him this great player. So I asked the question again: Where were you at when Kobe Bryant had his last game in the NBA? What was your thoughts? Where what were you doing? Um, did you do you realize that you're witnessing something that it may not happen again? Um, the new generation has come to the the forefront of being flamboyant and and you know I want it right now. Instead of putting in hard work, we come from the generation of hard work pays off. So this one gym that you're about to see tonight won't come around no time soon. I can guarantee you that. So. Bask in the glory and, and understand the story that Kobe Bryant was one of the greatest players, not just physically, not just athletically, not ability, but mentally to play the game. Wow, that's powerful. Yeah, that was my homage to him. You know, I, I remember his last game, you know, it was going to be his last game um, of his career. And, um, you know, his it, it was a great way to go out and you know I just wanted to kind of go back to that because it was it was for me it was monumental and, and not only did he play in his last game but he put up a, a, a he put on a show you know 60 pump 60 points and you know that's what he meant to us that's what he meant to a lot of people in the world so I just want to you know let you know that I was a big time big time Kobe fan and a lot of the things that he stood for will continue to grow in other people. I will Absolutely. make sure of that. Absolutely. Well, and I thought, you know, I thought that was a good tribute, you know, because he let me hear that um, when he died or before. Yeah, I didn't want to get into all of the everything that took yeah. place. With yeah, him. right. No, no, no. But I don't remember where I was when Kobe played his last game, but I definitely remember where I was when he passed away. And, you know, we definitely would be remiss if we did not honor also those other eight people, his daughter, uh, the coaches um, that were on there, the, the, the family, the pilot, all of those guys. May they all rest in peace. I actually did a podcast as well. I have a, a separate blog. It's called APM Powers. It's on Podbean, where I did my own tribute to Kobe because, again, I wasn't a fan, um, especially when he was in the league. I hated his guts, but I hated his guts out of competition. Like my husband stated, he was the ultimate competitor. So it wasn't necessarily about hating Kobe the person. It was just... The boy just could kill you, like, by itself almost. So as a Celtic fan, did not watch his last game, um, but definitely my entire family was affected. I think the world has been affected by the death of Kobe Bryant. So we just wanted to pay our homage to him. 
uh, his legacy. And that's one of the things I talk about in my podcast. You know, guys, I mean, you know, I know it's a sad time, especially for Laker fans, um, but but for the world probably because his impact was actually beginning to grow a lot more than even his NBA impact. So what I talk about is his legacy. Let's allow his legacy to be motivation, that Mamba mentality. Um, that That's my driving force for 2020. And everything you do, not just well, sports. Well, I'm, just, I'm talking about me. You got to find it for yourself. But what I'm saying is he had the Mamba mentality. And when you think about the Mamba mentality, that's what you're talking about, that that hard work, that, that mental aspect of the game that he went in to kill you. Um, so anyway... Well, we're going to go on, but anyway, we wanted to say rest in peace to Kobe as well as the other eight um, victims of that tragic, horrific accident that happened um, in January. And we haven't been to you since then, so we wanted to make sure we pay homage to that. So rest in peace, Kobe and, and Gigi and all the other people that perished in that uh, helicopter crash. So, But moving right along, guys, we want to keep you uh, – Super Bowl. Super Bowl has happened, Troy. I want you to – Talk to the people a little bit about what you thought about the Super Bowl. How 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 did it fan you know, Kansas City won? What'd you think about it? You watched it, what'd you think? As far as what is concerned. I don't know, just your thoughts. If you don't well, have I any think, you can I say think you that, you know, it, it you know, I get I go deep into well, it. Well so. try not to go too deep. All right, I'm gonna try not to, but it was a good game. I mean, it was a game. A lot of people will vilify Richard Sherman for what he done, but if you look at his body of work in that game, I think he gave up just a couple of catches and this, that, and the other. Um, he played a good game. I think you know a lot of people wouldn't agree, but it was a good game. It was a it was it kind of concluded Kansas City from what they've been doing. You know, beat down by twenty one points, come, come back, back. Yeah. you know, like a, a sprinter mm-hmm. and beat you in the finish line. No, don't even beat you at the finish line, but blow by blow. you. <laughs> <laughs> you know. And a lot of that, I'm gonna go deep just a little bit. A lot of that is the system now, the new system where you have three sub four four guys on that offense, you know, that can't be checked, has to be double teamed. And I think that the old New England Patriots system of just having possession receivers is being brought to the forefront and I think it's had it has expired. And I think Kansas City is the new the new um blueprint as far as building a team. Now, you know, those receivers are not big receivers. They're not six five. They're not they're quick, they're fast, and they're hard to grab. They're hard to check because of the speed. And I think there's a change in the um guard as far as that's concerned. Absolutely. Good deal. Okay, well congratulations. I wanted to do some shout out. Shout out to Andy Reid. I've been a fan since Philadelphia. Shout out to him for winning his first Super Bowl as a head coach. I think he won uh, one with Pittsburgh as as an assistant. But shout out to him. Uh, shout out to our very own upstate Debo Samuel, who played a awesome game. And so many Boy, people have yes, been talking did. about why did they stop going to him, um, giving him the ball? Because he that boy is just a beast. I, I'll never forget. He was one of the first people that uh, our son Troy had the chance to or had the opportunity to um, guard. He played for Chapman. Troy played for Riverside at the time. It was his first time out the gate at cornerback. And, he, and Debo was, I think, a senior. And um, Troy had the opportunity to guard him in a seven-on-seven game, and Lord have mercy. But anyway, and Troy did good. He held his own, but Debo was a man to me then. And so now he's rookie in the league and did a fantastic job. So kudos to him. Shout out to him, uh, the upstate uh, family that was pulling for him, and, and San Francisco. I think they got a good squad. Um, I just felt like Kansas City was better. I think that we had a lot of upstate people in the Super Bowl this year. Maybe four or five people. Can't name them, so I just knew I people. Could, shout out to yeah, shout try. out to any of the upstate people that were also 
Um, you know, and I think most of it was on San Francisco's side, but anyway, also knew that young man who got the interception at the end, Kendall Fuller, shout out to those Hokies out there, Virginia Tech, mm, they'll always be in my heart, y'all, they gave Troy his first offer, but anyway, so moving right along, guys, so since then, since the Super Bowl, we want to get into our high school recruiting um, aspect. We've had signing day, and I know some of you guys, congratulations to all the everybody who signed, whether it was football, track and field, whatever you signed for here in this last um, national signing day. This is primarily a football one, though. Um, so shout out to all the young men who signed on National Signing Day. But we want to talk a little bit about that. Like, you know, we I've talked about it before. Parents, I hope you guys weren't just excited. I hope you were reading those national letters of intent. I hope you were seeing exactly what you actually signed. If your son was under 18, you had to sign as well. So, again, reading is fundamental. You know, knowledge is only power if you are exercising that knowledge. And so that's what we're here to do. We're here to empower you and to give you some knowledge. Um, so we're excited that a lot of you guys had signing day. Congratulations to you. But what now? The work just begins, guys. You It's almost like I always told my kids when they were going into college, um, you know, no matter what your GPA was in high school, when you go into college, it's a 4.0. It's up to you to bring to stay there or to bring it down. And so it's the same thing with signing day. You know, yep, you were the man in high school so much so that you got a scholarship, whether it's a partial scholarship, a full scholarship, or whether you're going to be a walk-on. Whatever your situation is, the work begins now. It does. It does. <laughs> you know, and, and a lot of kids needs to know that because... Click, it, click. <laughs> Hate that. My God, can I just? A lot of kids need to know that. But um, you know, when you when you first enter a, a university or a college, you're zero. You're starting to zero. You're trying to build your brain. You're trying to build your 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 body. You're trying to build your game from zero. You know, you may have all the glam and glitz and the glory coming out of high school, and you know the coaching system will give you that. But when you get down there. You're starting at zero. And if you think you're starting at 50, they will break you or simplify you down to zero <laughs> to build you back up. So you have to have preparation mentally for that. Absolutely. Because they will. It'll be a shock treatment. Well, we have some tips on the page where I kind of talk about certain things. It all starts here, guys. Everything starts in your mind. If you don't believe you can do it, if you go in there, again, I do think that a lot of the coaches, that's their strategy to break you down and, and not necessarily to build you back up. But I want you to be able to build yourself back up. I want you to know, your trust your ability, know what you've done, um, work hard. Hard work is so underrated, but nope, you got to work hard. You got to put that best foot forward in order to get on the field, in order to get that starting spot, in order to be the best backup that you can be. You know, like for receivers, it's not just about you catching the ball. Even though you were the man back in high school, you might have to block a little bit more in college, you know, things like that. So just kind of getting yourself ready and parents, you know, we want to encourage you to, you're going to have to let them fly. Yeah, it's, it's, if you never, if you get something from what happened to Kobe, always know that it's when you're feeling down or when you feel like, man, the coaches don't like me, you got to work hard. <laughs> you got to have this up here. Your your mentals has to be strong and they have to be guided in an upward direction. You can't just sit there and plat, plateau out thinking, oh, no, you'll never, you'll never grow. You'll never soar. So always understand the, the Mamba mentality was about putting in the work, putting in the work, even if it doesn't look good. You know, there's a reward behind that. 
Right. Absolutely. I think we're coming to about the midway point of the show. So I want to um, send a quick shout out, guys. I put out that we are looking for sponsors. We're currently seeking sponsors here on CWP Sports Talk. So if you've got a business, if you want to advertise, our um, audience ranges from anywhere from 15 to 60 year olds that are, you know, have kids that are working adults that, you know, whatever you can advertise here on CWP sports talk. And we would love to have you, um, advertisement is very reasonable. And so we want you definitely to reach out to us and we can tell you about some of those rates and things like that and how we can get you on and how it will work. So please either DM us here on CWP sports talk podcast on Facebook, or if you are on anchor currently, um, you can email us at Troy senior at coachwithpride.com. That's T-R-O-Y-S-R at coachwithpride.com. Okay. So we're looking forward to you advertising here on uh, CWP Sports Talk podcast with us. And we look forward to continuing to empower, uplift, and inspire you guys to be better each and every day. So back to the recruiting process though. So now what would you say um, as far as the biggest uh, I won't even say myth, but what, what do you think that one of the biggest things that athletes, and now that signing day is over, what are athletes that have a couple of more years or another year, what are they dreaming about right now? What's the biggest thing on their mind? Well, I think that, you know, um, some of the kids, just trying to give them this mental um, food that I'm about to say, some of the kids sometimes look over on other kids' plate, mm-hmm. see different different invites, different um, things taking place. And for that kid, you have to remember the food that's on your plate is for you to eat because if you want to eat somebody else's food, you might get sick. So you can't worry about what other people are doing. Hey, this guy got an offer. This guy got an offer because everyone's journey is going to be their journey. So for your mentors, you can't do that. I, I I would just insist that you know athletes stop looking around because you know you have twitter you have everything so when you see somebody get it's natural when you see somebody get an offer or an invite or you know i've been invited to junior days everything is now um maximized or or not maximized but everything now is put on a a public form that makes you kind of feel that dang man I, i want that so it kind of messes you up when you start looking at other people when you know your own destination is going to be your own. So I would tell kids now to just understand that they've got their own plate and the food that's on their plate, they need to eat it. Absolutely. That's good. And that's where I was going to go. Um, also, I see we got some questions here. We will address um, those questions at the end here. So let us get through and then we'll come back. Um, and if you're on the, the thing, you can see what the questions are. But we will definitely address that here in just a little bit. But I um, to go, No, no, no. But let me finish with the junior day thing because I got a couple of points I want to make about that. Um, you know, so what I want to say about it, and we've done the whole junior day uh, deal with both our sons. And I think it's exciting, but parents, what I would challenge you to do because junior days in all honesty, it's another day for you to go have lunch with your kid and for them to try on a Jersey and a hat and do a football recruiting is so much more. Um, when you think about the business of recruiting and when you think about even the politics of recruiting, I would prefer have a school genuinely be interested in my son as opposed to them just invite me to a junior day when they're really not interested. 
Um, and so what I learned, and, and I went to probably more junior days than Troy did, but what I learned really quickly was when, when schools are interested, when you're on junior days and you're touring the school and you're going around and you're looking at the gym and the weight room and all that, a lot of times those head coaches and position coaches are pulling people out of your group and they're going and talking to them. And a lot of times those young men are getting offers. And so that's what's important. It's not about like, so let's look, just keep the main thing, the main thing. The main thing with recruiting is you want that offer. And what I would also suggest, what I did, I went through Twitter on signing day and I went back to some of the young men who had signed and I looked at how many visits they had taken. I looked at how many places their parents had taken them to. And like I said, guys, I was the same way. I was equally excited. Uh, but when you know better, you do better. So we're here to try to tell you their money is longer than yours. Let them come see you if you don't have it. If Especially if it's a school that haven't offered you yet. We had a circumstance where a school wanted us to come 12, 15 hours away and had not even offered my son. I basically told the guy just like that. I said, I don't have money to do that. If you're going to offer him, I'll come see you. But if you're not going to give him an offer, um, we'll talk to you later. He never called back. And that was perfectly fine with me. Uh, I'm a, I'm a kind of shoot from the hip type of person. So I just wanted to be real with him because I wasn't going all the way to Boston <laughs> from South Carolina and my son didn't have an offer. So you have to do what's best for you, but knowledge is power. So if you know, oh, every, they want him to come to junior day, they want, your kid, of course, wants to go. Their eyes are real mm -hmm. big and this, that, and the other, but you're, you are there as the advisor. You're there, like I said, please don't get your lights cut off or, you know, you can't pay your car payment the next month because you traveling all over for these coaches. Guys, need I remind you of the young lady that her son committed suicide and they were homeless and he was being recruited. They, them coaches was coming somewhere to visit them. So, you know, let's just put, keep the main thing, the main thing. Recruitment is a business just like everything else. And so when you you know, inform yourself or empower yourself on the business side of it. I think you can make the best decision for your situation. Again, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you shouldn't go visit schools for junior day. What I'm saying is junior day really doesn't mean anything, especially when you don't have that offer or that genuine interest. Even a lot of times they invite the guys on junior day so they can size them up so they can see if they're a good fit. Cause people lie the, about the dimensions. You know, you'll say that you're five ten when you're really five, eight, and those sorts of things. But Keep the main thing the main thing. You can tell when coaches are interested. You can tell. So I just want you to kind of keep keep it up here. And that's why it's important, parents, also for you to know who your athletes are talking to, who's reaching out to them on Twitter. Ask them every day because I guarantee you the more things change, the more they stay the same. These guys are reaching out to them on Twitter, and you may not even know they're talking to them. Tell them you want to talk to them so you can get the real, so you can ask the hard questions. Let the young man be excited. Let him be happy or the young lady, whoever, whatever the case may be. But you need to be asking the hard questions. I had a parent reach out to us a couple of months ago about her son didn't even the, – the school had offered him. He had committed to the school, and they didn't even know the amount of money that the school was giving him. You can ask those questions, guys. It's really okay. So we want to just say junior days are great, but they're not everything. I know plenty of guys who have not gone to junior days but have gotten offers. You know, what you're saying is very rich, and, and, and I concur with you on that because, see, what you – the information you just gave is important, and it's, it's levels to it. It's not just junior days. It's not just offers. It's, it's a lot of things that, um, as a parent, you may not know – and that's where CWP comes in. You know, we kind of educate you on a lot of the things that 
you know, you don't know because it's a lot of things that we didn't know. Even though we did our homework, you know, I'll give you an example. Um, one, of the, one of the schools kept calling us. We visited two or three times, and they still had, had an offer, and they kept telling us, you're number one on our board <laughs> as far as your position. So as we done our homework, you know, my rebuttal to him was, maybe we need to be number three because you just offered this guy a week ago. But you're telling us you're number, we're number one. You want us to continue to come down and spend our money. So it's things like that, you know, that takes place, you know, right. in recruiting. And I think it's important that you get as much information as you can. And that's what we do. We, Absolutely. Try, we try to educate Absolutely. and that's what we do. And I you cannot be afraid just because you're excited, just because it might be the first offer. Virginia Tech, like I said, was my oldest son's first offer. Mm -hmm. I went toe-to-toe -to -toe with... Coach Gray, Coach Beamer, Coach mm. Foster. I'm, I'm calling out. They, they know. If they see this podcast, they will know my name and my face because I did. I asked the hard questions. I did the things that were necessary because I always, still to this day, guys, my son just did a podcast talking about us um, interviewing agents and stuff. I told everybody, my best interest is him, not right. you. I could care less about you. I, and I'm just telling you, that's that's what we are here for as his advisor, as your child's advisor. So don't dummy down just because you're excited. Ask those hard questions. I didn't even know what an offer was when my son got the offer from Virginia Tech. And that's just how ignorant I was to what it even meant. Well, now it's gotten better and now everybody's on Twitter and blessed to have an offer. And this, Is it a full ride? Is that a D1 school? Is it a partial ride? Those are the questions that you as a parent, need to be at. Now, I don't have a kid ask. <laughs> you right. ask, though. You tell them, oh, somebody offered you? Oh, tell them your mom will be available tonight at 7.30. Tell them to call me. And if you don't know, if, if you're just the parent that just says, you need to know. And, and, and that's what we do. We try to help people. We want, we want you to be in the best position possible because it's going to take a team in order for the kid to continue to ascend to his goal. And if you don't know when you're going to that next level, you need to you need to know everything, everything possible, you know, to be that support system for any kid. Well, there's just so much information out here now, it guys. Is. And I think that, you know, it's not about hiring us or working with somebody else. Get on y'all online anyway. Start Googling stuff. Just like now, it's a dead period for football for mm -hmm. a lot for a lot of kids. What does that mean? That means that those coaches can't contact you or your kid or any they're not allowed to even talk to you. Um then there's a heavy recruiting period when they're going out and they're making visits. Mm -hmm. And so my thing is pay attention to those dates and things because if a school is interested in your child. But yet, and they're out on the road, and your child isn't a stop for them, kind of says something. You know what I mean? Because that's what those times are designated for. If they're traveling, and they're, and, and parents, if you ain't on Twitter, you know, it's okay because so, so many people are anti social media. But I'm one of those moms. I'm on it all. I want to see because I'm seeing what they're saying. I'm, you know, and everything doesn't mean a whole lot. But you can get a lot of information just from Twitter and these social media entities alone. They, t you know, every time a coach comes to the, a player's house, they taking pictures with them. It's on Twitter. Right. One of the things. <laughs> it's that, on Facebook. One of the things that if you don't know that is is a key point on recruit is Twitter. You know, this is how the coaches contact the kids. This is how. You know, they get a chance to see the kids um, play as far as film is concerned. So it's important. You don't really have to be so um, an expert at Twitter, but you can kind of get your feet wet and just see how it works. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so some of our tips I would say, as far as recruiting is just get as much information as you can. Parents don't wait till the last minute as well. Like don't wait until your kid is a junior. Like you can start getting help. You can start getting, if you feel like your ninth grader is going to play at that next level, let's start getting some information now. Okay. And that's where our sports consultant come in. We target ninth through 12. But if you wait until you're a senior, you've almost waited too late. Because we, what we've also learned is that the coaches, and again, never a slam at coach. We had Coach uh, Woolcock on last month, and he talked about what he does to try to get people into his schools and everything. But not every coach is doing that. So if, if you don't have a coach that's doing it and you don't have a connection that's doing it, that's why a lot we saw a lot of kids at signing day go unsigned. Talented kids, numbers out of the wazoo, like stats crazy. But if it's not about who you know. It's about who knows you. If nobody is putting your name out there and nobody's sending your film, that's probably why you didn't sign. That's probably why you don't have the offers that you have. You might be putting up film that looks bad. Right. It, it's a lot of things. It's a lot of things that, you know, could play a role in getting your kid recruited. And and the more information is the best. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't know a lot, you know, a lot of times we prideful, even the parents or even the, the fathers, you know, you know, they want to be, um, I've coached my kid this far, and now they want to be or get the notoriety for the position my kid. Listen, this is a team effort. You know, you got to understand, you got to know when to let your kid go. You got to know when to let someone else say, hey, this is what he needs to do to get here. You know what I'm saying? Because if it doesn't happen, you both fail. You all fail. So be um, less prideful. Oh, did I say that right? Yeah, yeah. Be good. less prideful and try to obtain as much information as you can. That's not a shot at what you've done or how you've taught your your kid or what you know. But knowledge is power. Well, and just wait till they get to college. Them coaches, they, they be... The one thing, guys, and I think I've shared this story before, recruiting was so fun for me because mm-hmm. I was getting Mother's Day cards. They were texting me and tweeting me and stuff. And then when my son committed... It was over, especially when he signed. They unfollowed me. They were not calling or texting me. It was really kind of devastating for me. So, but that's how you know that was a wake up call for me. It's business. It's, right, it's, it's it okay. Is. And then when they get to that school, that like remember we talked about that time that little waiver that you can sign that'll force them to talk to you. They'll tell you, oh no, he's eighteen now. We don't have to discuss it with you. So just be aware that this is how it works, guys. It is business. And when you think from a business mindset, you not you don't get so caught up in the fluff you know what I mean so but anyway so we're gonna move right along we want to say a super congratulations to our young man though because most of you guys I want to shout out um him he's on Instagram he's trying to get to 10,000 followers so if you're not following him Troy Pride 18 on Instagram he's also got a Facebook fan page uh Troy Pride Jr on Facebook it's verified follow him there not the personal one because the personal one is going to go away but anyway he is on his path to the draft and we are excited parents he did an awesome job at senior bowl did he not he did well yeah he did really really well so he also got his combine invite he's accepted it so guys be tuned in NFL Network or ESPN for the combine I think it happens on February the 23rd through the something but anyway, so be looking out for Troy Pride Jr., our guy. He's on his way to his next level. Praise God. We're excited about that. Yeah, and follow him because, you know, our 
posts, you know. We're, yeah, I mean, we may we may or may not be here as far as like personal pages. Uh, our our posts will, you know, eventually um, go down because it's his page now, and he's the um, orchestrator of that. So, you know, go like his page, Tropi Junior. Um, you can follow him. You can yep. follow him. Follow him on Instagram. I want him to get the 10,000 um, fans or followers or whatever on Instagram. He's already he's verified a, like me, right? Yeah, oh, whatever. Listen, ah. somebody asked a question now. So we talked about Kobe early on. And you guys, I'm sure y'all have been hearing the situation about Gail King doing the interview with Lisa Leslie. I'm going to let you take it. But what I will say, guys, is that we make um, we, we have a positive platform here. We again, I'm always saying I'm not trying to you know call out any coaches or anything, but we are definitely positive here on CWP Sports Talk. I will never rake another media analyst or anybody over the coals. I mean, unless I don't know if the spirit hits me. So I, I do feel somewhat I'll say I feel somewhat bad for Gail King um, in doing that interview. You know, they're saying she's having it hard now. I think it just comes with the territory, though, um, you know, with people not agreeing with how you do your journalism and things like that. But what's your take on the fact that she asked the question? Did you see the, the question with Lisa Leslie about Kobe Bryant and the sexual assault and asking, like, what Lisa felt about it? And then when Lisa addressed it, she kind of came back and was like, well, you his friend. So well, about well, I think that, you know, um, from what the one I saw is when she apologized and she said that the network did that and this, that, and the other, and it made sense. Has something occurred after that? No. So you see, but you would have to see the first interview. So people are not raking her over the coals because of something that the network did. She asked the question. So she asked Lisa Leslie how she felt about Kobe. Lisa said, I, that's not the Kobe I know. Kobe's not that type of person. I've been to the club with several players, and some players are like, Lisa, go get this girl for me or go send her this. That wasn't who Kobe was. And so she says, I don't know who it is. She says, I think that the media needs to leave it alone because Kobe, when Kobe was alive, that would have been a time for you to ask him, and, and I just didn't see that in Kobe. And she came back and said, but Lisa, as your friend, you wouldn't see it. So it was almost like she was trying to lead her. Mm -hmm. And that's the impression that everybody got. And, of course, Snoop Dogg has attacked her. I think Bill Cosby's tweeting about it now from jail. I, You know, so many people now are attacking her and saying, why are you bashing black men? And, you know, the thing that I will say is I'm, I'm just a little bit disappointed that I see pictures of her and Harvey Weinstein, you know, skinning and grinning. And, and, it, and you know, I saw the interview with her and R. Kelly. So it's, it's like a... It's almost like people are trying to say there's a running theme there. Well, so, but can I say that? I don't, I think well, the lady's a journalist. I'm so. going to say this. The, okay, but integrity. At some point, you have to have, because they're, let's say, a bully. A bully's picked on this kid all his life. At some point, yeah, you can pick on this kid and get notoriety, but at the same time, you got to have integrity to say, Nah, I, I, I'm not going to go there. Mm. I can find Let another, somebody else do it. Let somebody else do it. I can find somebody else because he's already getting enough enough attacks from these other bullies. Right. So let me have the integrity. So when you when you bring it to the, the, the platform of, like you said, the R. Kelly's, the Bill Cosby, there has to be a point of integrity where we have to stop. You know, I truly believe, Gail, in her explanation... As far as explaining that it was the network thing, this, that, and the other. But then again, But you I know, don't think that the network formulates your question. What she said in her rebuttal was they picked that little 
part to share. It was an entire interview. The interview had already ran. The, the, the network did that. that. She, that's what she said. But I, but she the network didn't come up with her questions. Well, the question was just <laughs> the question. Now now let's let's put ourselves in their shoes. The question is just something leading to just having an interview. Yeah, she didn't have to ask that question. But once she asked the question. Did she continue on or did it die there? No, she kind of continued on. Like I said, she I just gave you okay, a scenario. Okay. She was kind of leading her, like saying, but you wouldn't see it. Sure. The lady said, I didn't see something. Now you're going to tell me what I should have saw? Sure, sure, sure. So, so what I would say about it is we have to stop being a bully of each other, period. We have to police ourselves in which even if it takes you being a journalist and knowing that this story would get so much notoriety, no, nah, man, we can't do that. I can't do this. This Don't let me get started right, on it. Right, right, right. So, no, I don't want you to go off on a tangent. So, yeah. right is right and wrong is wrong. I, you know, the, the case for Kobe never went to trial. Lisa also said that. Right. And then she said, well, it didn't go to trial because the witness wouldn't testify. Okay, he didn't go to trial. He's not guilty. That's it. Right. Period. So, well, but no, I won't even say he's not guilty, period. I will say the man is deceased. He can no longer defend himself. What I don't like is for people to, it's just like this This whole, y'all, and again, this is a tangent, just a little bit, but this whole thing with Whitney. So the lady who used to be with Whitney all the time then came out with a book now saying that they were lovers. Well, Whitney can't refute that. I just think that that's tacky. If someone is deceased or if someone can no longer represent themselves, you need to take it to your grave. You need to hold your peace because what is the point when they can't come out and say, no, we weren't. Absolutely I, not. You're lying. So if you're going to say something after somebody done died, you ain't going to just let them rest in peace? I mean, it, to me, you know, I know you're saying that they died and everything like that, but I, I look at it from the point of view of, come on, we, we are the ones being bullied all the time. Okay, so you so team let's not, Gail? Bu- let's you not team? bully ourselves let's, no more. Okay, so you don't want them to bully Gail anymore? No, no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying I'm that... I'm trying to figure out what you're saying. I'm, if you let me finish, I will. Okay. What I'm saying is, we have been conditioned to attack because we always get notoriety or we always, it, it becomes a big story when you when you attack um, Kobe. Well, who, that's what I'm saying. Who are you referring to attack? If you allow me to finish, please. Oh, when you attack oh, the Kobe, you just got finished. <laughs> Come on, babe. Come on, please. Bring it home. We go listen, listen, line, people. Though. This is how I feel about it, you know. I feel like Whatever took place, I, I I believe Gail, her rebuttal or what she said on Instagram was, was truthful. And if it wasn't, I, I, I feel like, yeah, let's continue the record across the coast. But at the same time, we as a people need to stop buying into any of that mess, any of that vilifying whoever it is, the Bill Cosby's, the Kobe Bryant's. We have to police our, our integrity as far as even if I'm a journalist, I can't, I'm not going to do that because it's enough doing now. Mm. So why do I, why do we continue to do so? So, uh, so that's his take guys. So he just wants people to stop vilifying one another. I just say if someone has passed on, they can they can no longer represent Kobe was alive. Kobe had done so many interviews since he had been retired to well, it is crazy. So the fact that Kobe didn't address it anymore, I just don't think that his death is now. And, and we also have to take into consideration to the young lady who tweeted it on the actual day that he died. She got fired. So 
you know, it is what it is. Um, again, I, I'm, I'm definitely not here to be anybody's judge or juror. Um, that's just our take on it. CWP yeah. is, yeah. Um, so we, we're excited, guys. So thank you for tuning in today. Thank you for everybody who shared the video. Continue to share this video. If you like our content, even our little um, mis disagreements, he be clicking and going off on a tangent. Hey, <laughs> I do what I do, you know. This is a 40-minute show. So right, 30 minutes, though. We have 40 hey, today. But it gets so good sometimes, it could turn into two hours. You know? Well, you know, we might get to that if we can get the sponsorship that we need. But anyway, guys, until next time, we're going to have um, Jeremiah Bogan on the show again, February 21st. We want you to tune in for that. But until next time, guys, if you've got questions for us, you can email us, Troy Senior, T-R-O-Y-S-R, at coachwithpride.com. Or you can DM us here on Facebook, CWP Sports Talk Podcast. Thank y'all so much for tuning in today. And, and remember the mentality that Kobe possessed. Um, continue to work hard. Continue to, to grind. Do everything. Whatever it is in life, you work hard. And, and, and give Kobe the homage if you have to to continue to make you continue to work hard. Okay? Bye-bye.